Ready to feel confident about your body? In love with fitness and health? And empowered to hit the gym? Do you need a level up? And do you need to surround yourself with a group of women with the same very goal? Imagine the life you could build if you had someone in your corner helping you in and out of the gym. Sis, you can have this. I am looking for some women to join the Growth Collective, a group program where you receive a personalized fitness program, weekly nutritional e-guides, monthly private and group calls, and access to the most expansive and empowering group chat. Applications are open right now. You can book in your one-on-one call with me for free via the link in the description. Let's talk about you, your fitness, your goals, and where you can go from here. I cannot wait to chat to you, sis. Enjoy the episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. Guys, you are joining myself and Katie Martin. She is the trainer of Sweat, which is a massive fitness app which helps hundreds and thousands of women and honestly, she is spitting nothing but facts today. We talk about confidence. We talk about motivation. We talk about consistency. She really lays it down for us. And she actually says something at the end of this podcast, which blew my mind. And for my girls who think that you need to overtrain, under eat, honestly, listen till the end of this episode and you're going to realize that is so not true. All right. Enjoy the app. Hi and welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. Oh my goodness, I am not alone today. I am joined by the incredible Katie Martin. Hello, how are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am great. It's all smiles around here, especially because I know you just did a workshop or a boot camp, sorry, in Sydney. Firstly, how was it? Oh, it was amazing. It was was hot. It was very hot. All of a sudden, um, 
So it's currently spring at the moment and we just had this random 32 degree day in Sydney and we were up on this rooftop and it was so hot. But then pretty much as the boot camp started, the sun went behind a building and it was bliss. So it was really good though. Really, really great. And it was my first ever live boot camp with sweat and standing up on stage with Kayla was just amazing. I'd actually love to, let's just jump in. Um, (laughs) How was that situation for you? You know, your first boot camp I saw that Kayla mentioned that how was it for you what what were the nerves like what was the excitement like tell me everything it was I mean it was great first and foremost and I I'm surprised by this I didn't really have nerves I had nerves maybe like a couple of weeks out um but I it was so finely tuned and there was everything was just done so well that I didn't feel like there was room for error um basically what happened was Kayla did her boot camp queen of boot camps nailed it and I was up on stage assisting so demonstrating doing the workout getting in the crowd correcting form those sorts of things and then I ran a 15 minute cool down mobility session at the end and Kayla and I outside of sweat really are just very good friends Mm -hmm. Um, we chat almost every day hardly ever about work just as normal friends do so to be up on stage just with a friend it just felt really natural. Like I, we've shot a lot together. We've traveled together. We do a lot together. So it just felt, I felt really comfortable in her presence. And I knew obviously she is just a weapon at these sorts of things. So I felt very comfortable in her presence, which very much helped. But then I just looked at it as like a bigger, larger scale PT session, like I do with my clients every single morning. And I think that's what's so, I mean, I don't even know what the word is to describe it, but I love that I still train people one-on-one and I can see that it translates into my work a lot that I don't get nervous in front of people because I get in front of people every morning for work. So it was, it was so great though. Like it was amazing as my first boot camp, I could not ever fault it. I love that so much. And what was the, what was the crowd like? How did they take, you know, being in a big environment, um, being corrected, you know, how were they, how was that reciprocated? I think, like anybody or any crowd, initially everybody's a little bit hesitant to get, you know, super involved. Well, I mean, they were all involved, but super hesitant to maybe relax or know that Kayla and I were just there. We just wanted to do a workout. It was no craziness to it. It was like, we're just here. We're going to train. We're going to work out together. And then we're going to hang out together. So um, like any crowd, they're a little bit nervous to get started. And then once we, Kayla and I were throwing a few jokes around on stage and they just realized that it wasn't this highly orchestrated sort of perfect workout it was just get in and get sweaty yeah I love that I love that and get sweaty that's so cool (laughs) it's just a part of your terminology now every adjective yeah yeah exactly and I mean it wasn't hard the heat as well it was just like oh we're already sweating it's great but no the crowd the crowd was awesome and it was really nice to see how much they welcomed me in and very much listened to what I was saying and how well they took the mobility session. Um, and I got to have a, a bit of a chat with um, whoever hung around at the end to get some photos. And although it was brief, everyone seemed to really enjoy it, which was great. That's so lovely. And I think, you know, it is hot, especially, I think I'm looking outside. I think it's 35 degrees today, which is actually not okay. Like this is- No, a- I'm, I'm nervous for summer. Put it that way. I am so nervous for summer. As long as I'm near a beach, I'm okay. But just day to day, even went for a walk this morning at 9am and I was like, I'm, I need to get home. I'm getting sunburned. Yeah. And we need to put lots of sunscreen on girls. Lots of sunscreen on, yes. <laughs> now I'm really excited for today because I've actually got a few like listener questions and just a few DMs I've had that we're going to kind of break down. But I'm going to do a little intro so the girls who are listening already know who you are. Let's talk about, you know, 
your fitness journey. And let's go into, I really talk about confidence wise. I would love to know, you know, what were things like at the beginning and how has that looked like through your journey? Sure. So I think I, I would start by saying I've never started a fitness journey. Um, yep. I've never had to learn how to go to the gym. I grew up in a very active household. Um, I, it took me a while to realize that waking up, brushing your teeth and going for a run wasn't the normal routine for most people at the age of six. It was every morning I was out the door begging my dad to go for him to go for a run with me. And it was, I think at the time, 1500 meters. Like it was, obviously it's relative to your age, but we grew up being very, very active Friday night swim club, Saturday morning school sport, those sorts of things. And it was just a natural progression, I guess, into the gym. One of my brother's best friends who I actually going to go train with in a couple of hours and he's still who I turn to a lot for advice in the fitness industry was who was who I did my work experience with when I was becoming a PT and he had his own gym and boot camps and so I originally started going there with my brothers to support his business and then I started doing my work experience with him and it was just this really gradual introduction if you will to going to the gym and being comfortable in that space and now because I learned it from a young age and I'm talking, I was maybe 15, 14, 15 at the time, the gym makes me confident. The gym is my happy place. It's the one place where I don't feel intimidated. And I derive a lot of my confidence from my workouts and from being fit and from going to the gym. So, and I know though how that's, it, it, it isn't the story for most people. And I can appreciate that now. At the time I thought that was normal because as a kid, you only know what you know. Um, but now working in the industry, listening to other people's stories and listening to my clients' stories and listening to the sweat community stories, that's just so, it's just so far from the norm. But yeah, I definitely, definitely gain my confidence from being in the gym. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that that's something that whether or not your story is like yours, or if it's something similar to mine, where it is, you know, gym anxiety related, mm-hmm. eventually you're hoping you get to the point where you do gain your confidence from the gym. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think everyone can relate to wanting that or having Mm. that. Um, I actually had a conversation with a potty listener this morning and I'd love your take on it because she was talking about how she feels really intimidated around using equipment like barbells and machines. So I get this DM a lot, which is, you know, Angel, I can go into the gym. I can use the treadmill. I can do the shy girl workout in the corner with my dumbbells. But what would you say if you had a client who came up to you and was like, look, I'm terrified of using barbells I'm terrified of looking stupid I'm terrified of people judging me you know what would your conversation look like first of all I'd say I completely agree like if if I didn't know what I was doing let's take it out of a gym context if my car broke down on the side of the road okay yeah I know how to change a tire let's say I didn't I would be so nervous I'd be petrified to drive around a construction site or a pothole or something that might do something to my tire because I don't know what to do in that situation. So I'll avoid it. Or, you know, I don't go to swim squad every week. So if I went to a swim squad, I'd be so intimidated about what to do. It's it's all relative to what you know. So in saying that, you need to know what to do. Invest in a trainer. Invest in just getting someone or whether it be an app or a trainer or whatever to show you for the first three sessions. Do three sessions. Split it halfway with your friend if um you know, cost is a bit of an issue, but once you learn, you can't unlearn that. So it's it's not, it's not a, you're not wasting that money because you're learning and then you'll be able to apply that. And then once you feel confident to use a barbell to do a squat, you're going to have that confidence to then experiment with a sumo squat. 
and then the confidence to experiment with a deadlift and start to change up your movement patterns because you know if if all else fails you know how to do a squat or you know how to do a dumbbell bench press so get someone to show you because you're never going to unlearn that knowledge and when you know what you're doing there's no fear there's no anxiety if you're prepared you cannot get nervous because you know what you're doing yeah and I thought about this this morning actually I had that thought where it's all about being prepared so mm. going into the gym and not having a plan is just you're literally setting yourself up to fucking yeah 100 well um, I talked about this with one of my friends the other day and I said imagine going into a grocery store you have no idea what you're having for dinner you're on a time limit and if you don't move out of the way someone's going to get annoyed so yeah. Obviously, before you go to the shops, you're going to write a list and you're going to be like, ding, 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 ding. And like every, well, most people do with the grocery list, they write it in sections of, I'm in the vegetable section, so I'm going to get my vegetables and then I'm going to go to the meat section. And then I'm going to, you know, and you move around the shop and like, sure, you might forget something here and then you run back and grab it. But the same for the gym. If you know that going to the gym causes a lot of anxiety or it's not at this current moment a safe place for you or somewhere where you get your confidence from, make a plan. Write out your workout or find a workout from wherever that is. Meet a friend or meet a trainer or, and just be honest, be like, ah, oh, I'm a beginner. Like, And also, also, nobody in the gym is looking at you. Like, I'm sorry to burst anybody's bubble, but if you're that concerned about yourself, everybody else is concerned about themselves. No one cares what you are doing. Like, yeah. frankly, nobody cares. Yeah, I fucking love that. And I like, think it's, it's, it's just like, I'm sorry to burst people's bubbles, but you're not as important as you think you are. Like, you're just not. I'm not, you're not, nobody is. Like, we're all in there just trying to do our thing, you know, and not pass out in the midst of it. <laughs> Literally. And that's the thing. I think it's called the spotlight effect where you walk mm-hmm. in and it's, theory tells us that we think we have a spotlight on us and everyone's yeah. stopping us. And, and what, also, if, if you, if you think people are judging you, that's because you're judging other people. Mm. And so you're you, you always think the only reason you think people are judging you is because you're actually judging other people. So as soon as you stop looking at other people, that feeling that people are looking at you will just disappear. Yeah, a hundred percent. You're judging, judging others. Yeah, and you're judging yourself. You're actually hundred percent. Yeah, and that that includes you. Like, just stop because if you stop that that idea that that's what happens when you walk into the gym will stop. And I think what's really interesting is you said get a trainer and then afterwards you said or an app or something of yes because you know people will say oh trainers are too expensive or this or that and don't get me wrong I'm not naive to the fact of the society we live in economics etc but Mm. an app like sweat or whatever Mm. else there is it actually can be viable and it can be something you fit into your life like if, if you jump into that app and you have a look we have visual videos of us doing every single rep of every single exercise, sorry, that may pop up in a program. We have videos of it. We have muscle groups highlighted as to where you should be feeling it. And then we have about, I mean, depending on the exercise, two to three paragraphs explaining in a lot of detail of how to do it. Yeah. So there's resources like that, that are very affordable, very accessible, and you can do it in the privacy. You can watch it at home. You can practice at home first. Um, but I would always encourage someone just, even if it's a knowledgeable friend to take to the gym with you and just help you. And I guess the first part of that is admitting that you're scared and asking mm. for help. And yeah. those are two initial hurdles, which, I mean, look, this is this goes for everything. It's not even just the gym. Like, how can you not be asking for help in your everyday life? We can't yeah. go through everything alone. The thing is, you're not, you're not meant to wake up and just know how to do a barbell back squat. Like, you, you, no one is expecting that of you the same way, like, 
You don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I know how to do my tax return. Like, it doesn't <laughs> come to you in your sleep. You have to ask and get someone that's done it before to explain it. And then you go, oh, uh-huh, that makes sense. That does make sense. And I think with the gym, there can be so many different hurdles. And I had another DM come in and it was from a lady. She's a mum, and she's got a nine to five job and, you know, she's got the little ones and her biggest challenge is being consistent. So she's gotten past the confidence. She can do all the things in the gym, like pop off, but then it's actually showing up and being consistent. And I'd love to know, you know, you're a busy lady. You've got a lot of shit going on. Not necessarily you're a mum, but you've got a lot of different things that you're committed to. And so, you know, two parts. What does it look like for you in terms of being busy and training? And then how would you advise on consistency? For sure. Um, I'm first of all, I'm not a mum. So I have all the respect in the world for mums that still get their workouts done because you are truly superhuman. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Let's just let's just start with that. But you need to hone in on what your goals are. Now, I'm the first to admit, I want to look good after training. Like I, I do. I, I want to look good. I I like feeling fit. I love, I lo- you know, I, I'm not going to ever sit here and say that how I look is not something that plays in my mind when I train. And I think 110% of people would agree with that. But it's not the main reasons to why I go to the gym. My goals are, and I try and make them, and I do make them as performance-based as possible. So recently I ran a marathon. So I had to train a certain way. And it was all about, if you don't train, you're not going to finish this marathon or it's really going to hurt and you're going to be out there for five hours. Or train, apply yourself and get it done in a really reasonable time. Same thing, make your, if you're going to the gym, maybe you're not running, maybe you're going to the gym and you want to get an 80 kilo back squat. Again, that's not just going to happen overnight. You need to show up every single day and practice your squats to gradually build up the strength. As soon as you take the weight away from how you look, everything changes. If you make it performance-based, you know that if you don't show up and you're not consistent with your training, you're not going to achieve that goal. Whereas if it's about how you look or sure, maybe I could eat this or I could do that or I could cut a corner here. It's like if you make a performance base, there's only one way to get there is by doing the work. And that allows you to be consistent. That makes you to be consistent. That is number one. Number two, find something you enjoy. Just because you've seen your best friend, your neighbor, someone online going to the gym, doing a 20-minute walk and then a 40-minute weight session and then this ad session and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Great. That works for them and that allows them to be consistent because they look forward to it and they want to do it. If you hate running, do not make running the foundation of your training. Sure, challenge yourself to do one run a fortnight, whatever, but pick a style of training you like because if you like it, you're going to want to do it and if you want to do it, you'll be consistent. So that would be my second point It's just find something you love to do. And then three, and I've had to learn this. This is one thing I really had to learn. Not every workout is a 10 out of 10 workout. You don't have to feel like you want to pass out or you want to vomit or you burnt X amount of calories or your heart rate was this and you had nothing left in the tank and go, no. Like most of my workouts, most of my strength workouts now are 35 minutes max. Wow. I get in, I hit my main lifts, I do a little bit of accessory work, meaning some of the smaller, lighter movements and then I'm done. Like I don't, I don't want to spend time in the gym more than I have to. So just get in, make it effective, get out. It doesn't have to be this two hour long session. Okay. Yeah. So looking back at kind of what you've said, so we've got keeping it short, short and sweet. It doesn't have to be too, if you're in the gym for two hours, like firstly, why? Like I actually don't know. I tried the other day, not try, but I was like, 
okay, I'm going to do a lengthy session. Mm-hmm. I genuinely couldn't break 45 minutes. I was like, I'm done. Like I've, I'm literally done. Like I've finished my workout. My legs are jelly. Like I cannot do another squat. And so then- I, 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 I would love to know what these people are doing for two hours. I think they're scrolling, honestly. I think that's yeah. what it is. Is it what it is? I, I don't, I'm like, yeah, I, I really actually was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do an hour session. I'm going to, I couldn't. I straight out could not do an hour session. I don't so, know what they're doing in there. Short and sweet. Yeah. Do something you like. Yep. And then what was the first one? If your goals, performance-based. Performance-based. Okay, perfect. All right. I like that. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. And so looking now into, you know, finding something you like, and you want to stay consistent, I guess the second part of it is how do you have that snowball effect? Like how do you wake up every day, go to the gym, wake up every day, go for the run? Like how do you actually keep it so that it's something that actually continues and grows? I mean, For me personally, if I make it part of my routine, it happens. Okay. And I mean, I literally put it in my calendar and I say what kind of training it is. So whether that's um, lower body, upper body, full body, interval run, threshold run, long run, and I'll block it out for actually the amount of time it's going to take me. So if it's an hour 10 session, I'm blocking out an hour 10. And it's, I know for me, I have to do it straight after I finish my morning clients because, and then it's the same the whole week. Unless I'm traveling or something like I can't actually make it, it, I know that from as soon as I finish my last morning client, I then go train and I finish and then I have lunch. So it's it's just habitual at this point. I'm a big believer in if you want to make a change, you have to make it a habit. And if every day, and I, I get that can't work for every single person, but somehow make it part of your routine or somehow make it consistent, whatever that means for you throughout the day. So maybe it's if you're a young mum, you drop your kids off to school, daycare, whatever, you go home, you, I don't know, make yourself a coffee or some breakfast and then you go straight to the gym and you know that is your morning routine or you you wake up and each day before you go to your nine to five job, you have to go to the gym because you know by five o'clock, that five o'clock meeting is pushing out to 6, 7 p.m. and you're not going to train after work. So just just make it part of your routine just as much as you make making your bed, cooking dinner, like those things have to happen. They're part of your routine. Make your training part of your routine. Yeah, I love that. And then then your day just feels like really disjointed and feels like something's not right because you haven't done part of your day. It's like if you don't eat lunch, something feels not right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if I don't go work out straight after my clients, I'm like, something's off about today. Like something's something's off. (laughs) Something's in the air. It's me. Um, (laughs) I think it's it's actually just, it's only me. (laughs) (laughs) Something I love about that is I actually do the same. So I time block my sessions. Mm Ladies, Google Calendar, I'm telling you. Oh, you it is the best. It, I make it pink or brown or whatever your aesthetic yeah. is. Like, yeah. do that. Yeah, and it's a commitment to myself. Like, just as much as my clients or meetings or flights or whatever all have a spot in my calendar, my training does too. Mm-hmm. And, and so- I know that if I don't train, I'm not going to show up. I, I mean, first of all, it's very hypocritical of me if I don't train. But I, and I do, obviously, I love it. But I can't be a good girlfriend. I can't be a good daughter, sister, personal trainer to my clients. Like I, I can't show up as a good person because I haven't looked after myself. Mm-hmm. And we all know I don't need to sit here and bang on about the benefits of exercising, but it, it it impacts you in so many ways. And you just, I'm just a better person when I do it. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I mean, I, I said this to a client this morning 
they said, oh, we, ha- we have a group chat. And one of them just put a question in, you know, why are we all here? What, like, what's the reason? Da, da, da. Not on earth, but in the group chat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was saying, you know, because I know who I am without training. And yeah. I know the mind and the mental health state I was in. And not that it's training that is the cure for that. But for me personally, it was one of the things that really saved me and really helped me become the human I am. And Mm. so, you know, yes, the physical benefits and like look hot, sis, go off. But the mental is so underrated. No, 100%. And like at the end of the day, you know, feelings of anxiety or stress or, you know, whatever you're feeling, it's, you know, it's an energy in your body. You need to shift that energy. And just by staying put, sitting still and mulling over it, like, sure, read your own situation. And I know everyone's quite individual, but I need to move that. I need to, I need to move. Like if, if I'm feeling really anxious, I'm like, I need, I need to go do something. I need to move this energy because if I just sit here, it's just going to keep getting worse and building and snowballing and getting worse. But if I go for a walk, you know, my body releases a whole bunch of endorphins. I get some vitamin D. I do something that's lowering my cortisol. When I come home, I'm going to want to have a big glass of water. And then after water, I'm going to want to have something that's, you know, a nice meal that's packed full of protein and fiber and healthy fats and all those great things. And and that's that snowball effect. Whereas if I just sat in my bed and felt really anxious, which don't get me wrong, does happen every now and again, but I sit down and I feel anxious then I'm going to, I'm not going to want to pick up my bottle of water and have some water. I'm not going to want to make a really beautiful, delicious dinner. I'm not going to want to answer a phone call. I'm just going to want to sit and be. And again, of course, assess your own personal situation, but I know nine times out of 10 for me, if I just go do something, whether it be a sauna, a walk, a Pilates session, a yoga flow, a bit of a stretch, it just starts to move that for me. Mm. And I feel just so much better. Yeah. And I think I want to go back to when you said your routine and building consistency. You know, I have girls who say, oh, I can only train three days a week. And to that, I say, keep the routine and then do something like the stretching at home or do something like the walk within that same pocket. So keep the routine, drop your kids to school, go home, have your coffee. If you can't do an hour session or 45 minute session or 30 minute session, do 10 minutes of stretching at least. But can I also say three times a week is plenty. Exactly. Three times a week is like it's 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 great like I I think it's very much glamorized online right now to train nine days a week and you know do this hectic schedule it's like why the goal is to you know train a moderate amount you know train as little as possible eat as much as possible to feel as good as possible like is that not the ultimate goal not to train as much as possible eat as little as possible to feel as shocking as possible like that's For me, I'm like, no, stop. I actually want to restate what you've just said because I think there's going to be a lot of girls who are listening going, wait, what? (laughs) Because what you're saying basically, Katie, is that our goal is to train minimally, Mm -hmm. crazy amounts, to eat as much as we actually can, you know, in a good amount and to feel good. Whereas I think a lot of the culture online is actually saying the complete polar opposite. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So it's, you know, I'm not saying you don't want to exercise. I'm obviously just saying just training as effectively as possible. And that's in my eyes, strength training, like it's bang for your buck. It gives you those long lasting results. It's not this hamster wheel of, you know, chasing the calories that you did or didn't eat that day and burning off those calories. It's train effectively, build the lean muscle mass, build up your BMR, your basal, basal metabolic rate, which is your metabolism ultimately to eat 
as much or as you know as as much as you want to feel great to fuel your body and not have to think about calories to then feel as good as possible like there is nothing nothing good about training 50 times a week to then eat as little as possible just to keep that training going so we don't pass out to then just feel horrific come Sunday afternoon. And God forbid you actually want to enjoy your life and have a life. Oh, yeah. God forbid that you ate carbs more than once a day. Like, just God forbid. I fucking love this. And I love that this is where we're ending this conversation because it really... I guess it highlights to me the importance of having someone in your life, like a trainer or a coach or even an app or whatever it is, because I didn't know this at the beginning of my journey. I didn't know that there was a BMR and I didn't know that there was calories that I could eat that were more than 1500. Like I, Oh my God. Yes. And it was really the culture that you had to eat really, really low. And God, I'm thinking about all the conversations I've had with women who I started training and they're like, Oh, I eat 1500 calories. And I'm like, okay, well let's, let's start with that. And I'm like, so you're a toddler. Yeah, you have you have the dietary requirements of a toddler. Good job. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, if you're listening to this and you're you're thinking, oh, I train 14 times a week because I do a double session every day, and oh. I do you know the hit class in the morning and the hit class in the evening, and I, I eat 1500 calories a day. First, thing I'm going to say I've been that girl, but secondly, let's get out of that mindset mm-hmm. and let's actually start doing this because it's a form of self care. And you know what? I, I, I actually apologize. I just shook my head to a few of the things you were saying because I was going, yeah, that's so horrible that girls do so. Well, oh, that's know, okay. <laughs> guys as well. Like, no, no, I agreeing with you. And I was there going, oh, I can't believe it. But- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, I don't blame them. We are so overstimulated with so much content that is so conflicting that it is hard. Like if you're a newbie coming in, and I mean, I hear the same story almost every single time I have a new client come in that isn't... um, particularly versed in health and fitness, if that's what you want to call it, they, 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 they can't believe that they're allowed to eat between breakfast and lunch and afternoon tea uh, and have afternoon tea between lunch and dinner and dessert every night isn't a treat. It's a typical thing. And I, I don't blame them, but I really hope that we are starting to move into the direction that people are starting to look for the high quality information and, guides to follow and people to look up to and start to just filter through the 2000s idea of what exercise and health looks like yeah the bullshit basically 
Yeah, yeah, you took the word from my mouth. Exactly that. <laughs> well, I am so thankful for you to be on this podcast and to take the time out of your day. I'd love to finish off by asking, what are you working on right now? What, what in the gym or outside, if you want to say? But I know you were saying you just did your marathon. What, what, what are you training for now? I'm actually, to be fully honest, not training for anything. I'm. I am trying to get my strength back up because when I was training for my marathon, I lost a lot of strength because it was just such a high amount of cardio. And I definitely lost a lot of strength because I just couldn't spend as much time in the gym because I was out running. But I've really lost my mojo with running after the marathon, which I've now looked into and it's very typical. And I had like really bad um, fatigue for about a month after the marathon. It really rocked my body. And I'm slowly getting back into my running and I'm doing runs now, but I've just stopped actually following a plan and just randomly, sporadically, maybe two times a week, I'll go for a run and it might be a 5K run or it might be a 16K run. Like, so I honestly just put my watch on open run and see how I feel because I was trying to fall back into a really strong routine with my running after the marathon and I just wasn't getting anywhere with it. I started to not enjoy my running and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this is, this is meant to be fun. So my training at the moment is just getting back into my strength, um, committing to my strength training four times a week because I know that makes me feel really good and I need I know how important it is to have strength and muscle and that's when I feel my most confident is when I'm so strong and I can feel it lifting weights for my clients or doing certain things I'm like wow that, like lifting a 20 kilo plate I used to be able to pick up with my pinky and now I'm like oh wow that feels heavy so that doesn't make me feel very confident so I want to feel confident by yeah just being able to feel really strong again in saying that I think I want to get into playing tennis. I find like it's really social and um, a few of my girlfriends have like kind of thrown the idea out that we'll do some social tennis games throughout the week or over Sunday afternoon. And so maybe watch this space. Maybe I'm going to get into my tennis era. Who knows? Watch but out, that, Selena. Yeah, watch out. I'm getting, I, I think I just want it for the tennis skirt if I'm being fully honest. But oh um, <laughs> it's all about the look. So yeah, that that's where my training's at. A bit of a long answer, but nothing in particular. Have you done Did tennis take, before? Have I played tennis? Hmm. Yeah, I used to play quite a bit when I was younger. So I'm not fully unfamiliar, but um, definitely will be a bit interesting for the first couple of weeks just getting back into it. I love starting new sport. I've just started taking up um, sprints training. So I do oh, that go you. three times a week. Yeah, I've done that for the last few months. And one, terrifying because these people are fast, like yeah. fast, fast. But so much fun, like actually so much fun. And can I ask, have you been like showing up every week? Yeah, I do two sessions a week. This week, I did not show up because I have shin splints and those okay. are very, yeah. very painful. They I've are. I've had shin splints before. Can I say, bar this week in your shin splints, which is a legitimate, obviously, injury, you've shown up because you enjoy it and that's how you remain consistent. And it's a performance-based goal. So yeah. you've hit two, you know, you've hit two of those things. It's you've got a performance-based goal and you love it because it's a new skill and you're learning something and you've been consistent. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is why she works with Sweat because she's fucking knows her shit. I love that. Well, if you want to see more of Katie, she's going to be all in the description down below. But you're actually going to be in Sydney, October, I want to say, is it 7th and 8th? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to be there too, but that doesn't matter. We are all here for Kayla and Katie. So if you want to see them, make sure you head over to, I think it's Fit Her Expo online. It's going to be so good. It's going to be great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 